It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. What a blessing to be here with you. What a blessing for the Lord to meet us here and right on the radio of all places, just the way he's, God uses technology. I, I know the enemy gets a lot of credit for using technology, and certainly uh, the enemy, both our flesh and the devil, uh, uses technology in ways that, that hurt and destroy uh, and cause division. But the Lord uses technology. Uh, he uses it in a huge way, whether it's these radio waves. To think that I could sit here in Aurora, Colorado, and have the ability to minister and serve so many people, not only here in Colorado through Grace FM, you know, all the way up into Cheyenne, Wyoming, where my friend Sean, who was on the radio with us last week, pastors or Nick, I was with him today over in Longmont, and his new worship leader, Mike, that just moved uh, from Hungary, and the just hearing of some of the wonderful things that the Lord's doing in Hungary. Uh, this technology is amazing. All the way down into south of Colorado Springs, uh, you, you can join us and talk about the things of the Lord. Even if you don't call, even if you don't text us, you can be a part of the program as God is ministering to you and encouraging you. And maybe we're praying about something that's going on in your life, or we're answering a Bible question or something about the scriptures that you've always wondered about. And then to think that the Lord would use us in expanding Calvary Live to the East Coast on Hope FM. I want to welcome all of you that are listening on Hope FM. Uh, that's in the states of Maryland, uh, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey. Uh, so welcome to the program. Give me a call, 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000 is the number. Uh, taking your calls, taking your questions, and uh, praying and talking about the things of the Lord together. While we wait for the phone lines to fill up, let me read to you today's edition of Besides Still Waters. Uh, that is the devotional that was written or compiled from messages by Charles Spurgeon. Uh, and it's such a great, um, it's such an encouraging devotional. Uh, it is uh, entitled Besides Still Waters, and the subtitle is Words of Comfort. But we have some in our bookstore, uh, and it would be a great addition, whether you're grieving or you're just going through a difficult season in your life. God wants to give you comfort. And like today's uh, devotional, it's entitled, I Will Give You Rest, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. You that are weary with the rounds of worldly pleasure, stuffed and nauseated with vain glories and delusions of life, come and find true joy. You that are worn with ambition, corroded with disappointment, or embittered by the faithlessness of those you trusted, come and confide in Jesus. He will be your rest. Weary, weary, weary ones, here is the rest. Here is the refreshment. Jesus expressly puts it, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30. If your back is breaking, if your eyes are failing, through weary watching and waiting, come to the Savior just as you are. He will be your rest. That's today's entry in Beside Still Waters, 
by Charles Spurgeon. Go to go to Amazon.com. Uh, you can get a copy of that on Amazon, and I think we have them readily available in our uh, in our bookstore here uh, at Calvary in Aurora. 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000 is the number. I need to pull up my call screen while I'm doing that. Remember, you can also text me. Uh, you can text me at 720-336-0897, where we uh, take your texting calls uh, there. And... Uh, grow together in the grace of God. Uh, let me see that this is pulling up here. I'm sorry, I should have had this ready, but I walked in uh, a little bit right on time again. <laughs> right on time. The commute is like 30 seconds, but I'm I'm right there. Um, uh, but I was in an important meeting with one of the brothers, so it's good. All right, we're going to go right to Chris on line one, calling from Eaton, Colorado. Chris, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. Hello. Hi. Hey, what can I do for you? Uh, I'm having a really hard time, Pastor Ed. I recently got laid off from my job. Mm. Kind of just been going through some depressing and been real down on myself. I'm the main breadwinner of my family and just been having a really hard time. Yes. Uh, so glad to hear you back on the radio. I haven't heard you in a while. I don't know if you're gone for a while, but just really need some help. Well... You know, sometimes the, God allows these these challenging difficulties to come into our life that to do exactly what you're doing right now, and that is to come to the end of yourself and and be in that place where you learn that God's answer to our prayers is often the sufficiency of His grace. You know, let me give you a scripture that has come alive in my life uh, recently, and and really, it's it's too bad it didn't come to life in my come to come alive in my life earlier but it's that time in Paul the Apostle's life where uh, he's crying out uh, because of this thorn in his side do you remember that no I haven't read that okay I'm going to read it to you here it's in here let me get over to Corinthians here and <clears throat> make sure that I can find it it is in second Corinthians I believe chapter four and Paul gives us insight into a difficult time in his life. Um, and actually, it's not for, it's probably later in the book here. It is in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. I was thinking of something else in 4. But in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, and, and we're going to pick up in let's see, verse 7, he says, And lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And he cries out, oftentimes like we do, in the midst of our difficulties, and he says, please, God, would you take this away? Please, God, would you take this away? And, and it's a great prayer to pray. I, I would encourage everyone that's in a great trial and a great difficulty to pray. Um, plead with the Lord, like Paul does, to, that, that the situation might depart from you, that, that you might get out of it. 
And the answer for Paul in this particular situation and oftentimes in our lives is I'm not going to take that away from you, but instead, through that, I'm going to give you more of myself. And I have to say, Chris, you know, even if you're, as you're listening to me, you may even feel like that's not a sufficient answer because your feelings are, are really under attack right now and you're really going through it and, and you're really feeling bad and you're hurting and you're fearful. Um, I don't want to put things into your, into your mouth or into your mind, but those are usually the things that, that come a, a time of being laid off and, and really concerned. And I could hear a little bit in your voice just the, the real wrestling uh, with your condition in life right now. And, and, and I want you to know that God, he's with you. Um, God loves you through this. And, and it is hard. You know, I want to validate that in your life. It, it is hard. Um, it's hard to, to look and, and, and say, hey, how am I going to provide? Um, I want to provide. And the position that I had, you know, the way the company was and whatever happened, they, they laid me off. And I, it just gave me flashbacks as a child watching my dad get laid off so many times. And, and just watching the difficulty that that brought into our home um, and the difficulties that that brought to my mom and dad and, and the stress and the pressure. Um, we didn't really, my, my parents believed in God and, and were churchgoers for a long time, but, but we weren't really the kind of family that prayed together or read the Bible together or had you know, any desire to, to have a worshipful life. Uh, and, and so I, you know, when I make those observations about my family, I, I, I do so in, in light of, it's different, you know, for you and me, because we have a really vibrant relationship with God that when we have trials and concerns, like I read in the Devo, that Jesus Christ is our rest. And, and so, so meditate on, think through, you know, in your Bible in second Corinthians chapter 12, verses seven through 10 is what I read from. And, and let God's word be the source of encouragement for you. Let God's word be the source of strength for you. Um, because he says to Paul and he says to us, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. And we think the opposite. We think strength is made perfect in strength, and we only become weaker when we're weak. But that's not the way of God. The way of God is that we become stronger when we're in a weakened position. Why? Because we are forced into a situation where we can't even get ourselves out of it. God has to act, and God has to show himself faithful. And while we're waiting, you know, it's hard because it's not, God doesn't act immediately all the time. He has a perfect timing for us. And all the while, we're learning about his grace. We're learning about who he is and how he cares for us. And so let's pray for that open door with a job. Thank you very much, Pastor. God, I pray for Chris and everyone else listening in that's in a, uh, like the world likes to say, between a rock and a hard place. It's a very difficult season to be unemployed. And even earlier this week, I was just burdened to pray for the unemployed that were looking for jobs. Because even though the numbers of our government, you know, the way they report unemployment and the strength of Colorado's economy and, and everything like that, God, you, um, you know what's happening behind the scenes. And even though our unemployment rate's like 4%, God, Chris is 4% is real people. And Chris is one of those men that needs and wants you to provide for him the open door so he might provide, according to your word, for the needs of his family. And so I pray you just open the right place. And even as he's finding that some places aren't for him, 
that he would receive that as as you putting him in the right place and you putting him in the right place of employment. And so I just pray you'd open doors that no man can close and that you would close doors that no man can open and that, Lord, you would reveal yourself in a powerful and a wonderful way, showing yourself faithful, even as he, my brother cries out with his family, Lord. He says, concerning this thing, I'm pleading with God that you might take it away. And from heaven, he says, he hears, Oh, Chris, my grace is sufficient for you. I love you. And you're becoming stronger spiritually in your physical weakness. And so I look forward to the call uh, sooner than later, God, of this new job uh, and this new place to use his gifts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, bro. Thank you very much, Pastor Ed. You're welcome. Let us know when you get a job. Okay, thank you. All right, bye-bye. 303-690-3000 303-690-3000 is the number, 303-690-3000. The lines are wide open. Uh, they are available to you. Give us a call so we can talk about the things of the Lord together, uh, that we can grow in God's grace together, uh, that he would just have his way with us, and we would be able to learn together of what the Lord wants to teach us. And I, I think perhaps the theme today from both the devotion and the first call will be um, this topic of trials uh, and difficulties. Um, I did a Bible study uh, on 2 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, verses 7 through 10. I did a Bible study, Chris, if you're still listening. Uh, it's called Something to Hold On to in Tough Times. Something to Hold On to in Tough Times. And that's available on our website. If you just put that in, tough times or in the search bar, uh, that um, that you could uh, be encouraged by this Bible study, but um, the, it, it ties together that first verse that I wanted to bring up in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, uh, where it talks about how the outward man is perishing, but the inward man's being renewed day by day. Uh, and it's true that the things in this world, everything in the world is wearing away. It's, it's steadily, irreversibly falling apart. And even, even in the places of our employment, things, you know, work, even though Adam and Eve worked before the fall, uh, work now is cursed. It once brought gl- glory and pleasure to Adam and Eve, but after the fall, it, there's curse in working. Um, there, there's difficulty in working. And, and sometimes, like in our in our day and age, we, we don't have a job. Um, we don't have, <clears throat> we haven't been given uh, insight of what's going on, Lord. Uh, why? Why is this, why is this happening? Uh, what, what is it that you want to accomplish? And, and so I would encourage you to pick up that study. It's called Something to Hold On to in Tough Times. And, or you can just put in uh, the search engine, or you can just go to Second Corinthians if you're on the app, because there's no really search function on the app. Uh, just go to the Second Corinthians and scroll down to chapter 12. Something to hold on to in tough times. We're going to go back to the phone lines. Uh, we're going to pick up uh, on our next caller is Bonnie from Westminster. Bonnie, welcome to the program. Yes, thank you so much. I um, I have a prayer request for my son Jacob who. Is 29 years old and um, very bright, very intelligent. Um, two years ago, got his master's degree in mathematics. 
um, that not very social, started to be very isolated and very unsocial. And I think he had a few disappointments with finding a job, decided to go to, back to school, uh, which is wonderful. But I was wondering if you would be so kind to, to pray for him. He accepted Lord when he was probably 10 years old or 11 years old. And because believer, he was growing up in a spiritually divided home. And somehow, when he uh, finished high school and started college, started to drift towards um, his father's side, and um, and currently he just doesn't even want to talk about it. So um, I was wondering if you could pray for his return to Christ, for meeting some godly people, becoming more social, more more outgoing, more friendly. Uh, he seems like he's in the little cage. He's completely locked up, and I don't quite know how to how to get through him and how to um, open it up. So um, could you please pray for um, him meeting some godly people, getting a job, and he never dated. He was always very focused on school. So um, if you would be so kind to pray also for the Lord providing a godly um, girl for him. Let's do that. God, we we pray for this young man. God, we lift him up to you because of, you know, I just think of every time uh, a mother came to you with a need, uh, with her child, you were so so faithful to respond yeah. to that need, and so I come I come to you, God, with this mom as she lifts up her son Jacob to you with all the things that she sees. Uh, we know, God, you see even more in his life. You see even more that you want to reach. You we see even more that you want to touch in his life. And I, I pray, God, that you would um, that you would bring to him all the desires of his mom's heart that line up with your will. That that the uh, the reality of of relationships connecting with others, um, employment, uh, just using the education that he's received in order to, to provide a, a, a job that he might be able to use, a career really uh, that you have waiting for him. And, I, and you know, we don't know uh, what's going on in his mind, God. We don't know the kind of hurts that he might be nursing or the kind of frustrations that he might be feeling. And I pray, God, that you would bring about a personal revelation of yourself to him. That, that you would reveal yourself to him, Lord, that you'd speak to him in his dreams. You would speak to him in visions, Lord. You would send uh, godly people, not only his mom, although you know, it, you, you've given him a godly woman in his life, but we, we pray not only his mom, God, but others that would be able to not only befriend him, but disciple him. Lord, give him a hunger and thirst for a relationship with you uh, because this world can beat us down so much. And we compare ourselves with the way the world is going and what's going on in the world and, and how much is, is happening. And, and it, it just can be so discouraging, God. And so we pray, God, that you would lift up Jacob from the ashes of this difficult season in his life. And we look forward. We don't know how you're going to accomplish it. We don't know where you're going to start. But we're eager, Lord, to find out what your will is and how you'll reveal it to him. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank You're you welcome. so much. I, I listen to you every time when I get a chance, and I'm always blessed. Oh, thank you. And um, I so deeply appreciate this prayer. And it just, you know, breaks my heart as a mother because, um, you know, I see him on daily struggle. It's hard for a mom to watch that happen. It's too. really hard for me to to watch that on a daily basis. And he's just such a wonderful human being and very intelligent and very handsome. But somehow yeah. um, he just decided to take this approach of isolation and separation from everything and everyone. And 
just breaks my heart that um, I trust and believe that you and me pray together. We uh, agreed, and the Lord is going to hear it and um, provide everything he needs. Well, I I believe God hears the prayers of a mom, and, and so don't stop, and I know you won't. I won't, yes. I'll continue to pray. And then um, at a time, if you don't mind, I'll call regarding my marital situation, my unbelieving husband, but I will not take too much of your time today. So, okay. well, thank you. Um, so thank you so much, and I still appreciate um, your ministry. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. We got a text uh, question or comment coming in. I'm going to be baptized tonight. Uh, please pray for me that I might stay strong in the Lord and be a good servant and light, Liz. So we're going to pray for Liz right now. Uh, she's getting baptized here at Calvary Aurora. We have our next water baptism tonight. Uh, so we're going to have a baptism service. We really have a special service plan uh, tonight, and I encourage you, whether you're being baptized or not, to come and celebrate. We're going to worship together. Uh, we are going to pray together. We are going to have a baby dedication of two twins, well, two babies, twins, uh, that just uh, was that just came out of the NICU uh, of a young family, and we're going to celebrate their health and their life, and we're going to dedicate their lives and their family to the Lord, and then we're going to have a time of water baptism. Uh, First, we'll have a short gospel message, as Pastor Jason shares with with us, a gospel message uh, and an invitation to receive the Lord Jesus Christ, and then we're all going to share as pastors the opportunity to baptize, and it's always a fun night. And we are, you're invited here at Calvary in Aurora to be water baptized. So, God, we lift up Liz to you uh, as she is going to walk into the waters of obedience tonight and be baptized. She is committing herself in an open way to follow you. Uh, we know that special things happened uh, at baptisms. Um, I think of the affirmation that you received, Jesus, when you were water baptized, where the Father spoke from heaven, this is my Son, in whom I'm well pleased. I think of the, the coming down of the Holy Spirit upon you, Jesus, in your baptism. Um, I think of Cornelius, that it was such an outpouring of your Holy Spirit, God, in Cornelius's life that his whole family got saved. And so I pray for our baptism tonight, and I pray for Liz as she takes this next step of obedience. Bless her and encourage her, uh, and may she be encouraged in what you have in store for her. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, here's another one that seems like the theme for today. Hey, Pastor Ed, my name's Stephen. I'm from Aurora. Please pray and lift up those who are hurting for them to know the Lord's love, that he will never leave or forsake us. And God, I agree with my brother Stephen. Uh, he's right. You've revealed yourself to that to us in many, many different times and many, many different seasons, that you love the hurting and that you're there to heal the brokenhearted. Jesus, you you told us that the the heart of your ministry would be a ministry of mercy and compassion, Uh, not just in salvation, although that's the greatest act of mercy that a person could ever receive, but but you said that uh, in Nazareth, when you went into the synagogue, you said that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, sent me to heal the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. I pray for those that are hurting, brokenhearted, captives, oppressed. May you reveal yourself in your great mercy and grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's go back to the phone lines. 
Uh, we'll pick up where we left off with Terry. Terry's calling from Colorado Springs. Terry, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing okay. okay. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank you so much for your ministry. The Lord has really put his hand on you and has done some wonderful things through you in me. And mm. for that, I give all the glory to the Lord. Amen. I agree with you. All glory yeah, to the Lord. Amen. Um, here's my question. Okay. So I'm having trouble dis- discerning my flesh from the spirit of the Lord. Uh, several months ago, I had surgery for breast cancer, oh. and now they have me on, it's like an estrogen blocker, it's called. It's for long-term, five years I'm supposed to take it. It's supposed to block the estrogen in my body so that the breast cancer doesn't return. Okay. Well, the side effects are horrible. Um, and some of the more serious ones are joint pain. I'm just wake up achy, like every muscle and bone in my body just aches. And some of the more vain ones are that my hair is falling out. Mm. And, at my, and I'm kind of like, you know, when you take all the estrogen out of your body so quickly, it, it kind of ages you rather rapidly. So aside from the aches and the pains that I experience in taking this pill every night, reminding me that I had this cancer, um, let me back up for a minute. So when I was diagnosed, I know that the Lord was using this to work out some pretty major sin in my life, okay. um, which I repented from and have been walking it out with the Lord and being strong. I've had, you know, cravings and certain uh, issues along the way, but standing strong with the Lord and really, really diving into purifying my life and giving my life to Him. Um, I trust Him with everything. My my issue is with this this medication, so I can't tell if it's my vanity because I'm losing my hair and getting old quickly, or if it's the Lord telling me, "Trust me, I'll take care of you. Trust me, I'll take care of you." Yeah. So, can you help me to to figure out if it's my flesh or if it's the spirit? I wish I could. Uh, I think I tend to think as you're describing it, it's probably a little bit of both, probably more spiritual because God has got your attention and he's rooting things out in your life. But the reality is, is that even though the Bible says that uh, the outward man is perishing, when we watch the outward man perishing, um, there's something about us that, that really wants to resist that. Um, you know, when we're young, we never think we're going to get old. And then when we get old, we're like, whoa. And then you're in a particularly unique situation where God has given you life, but through the process of fighting this disease, um, the appearance uh, your appearance, uh, at the very least, besides the way your body feels, you know, the outward man is perishing, but the inward man's being renewed day by day. I would, I would, I don't have a word from the Lord, but I would guess that it's probably both. Um, there's probably a God is using this significant physical battle, whether it's vanity or just the reality. Um, you know, death is an enemy to us, and when we face enemies, we don't necessarily concede to them; we fight them. And when we watch, when we, you have had death in a very real way visit you uh, and knock on the door through disease and God has spared your life, um, but the reality of it is the outward man, you know, as you look at yourself in the mirror and you deal with some of the effects of this, um, it, it's, it's real physically um, and it's also real spiritually. You know, God is building you on the inside and strengthening you on the inside. So let me pray for you because we're coming up on the end of the first half and uh, let me just pray for this, that the Lord would give you wisdom because he says he will. 
So, God, I just pray that you would minister to Terry because you've already spared her life, Lord, but the the medications and everything is making it hard for her. And and she asks uh, for discernment of what part of this is her flesh and what part of this is her spirit. And, and even when she's when the flesh is revealed, Lord, even when there's some things in us that, that we need to fight and lay before you at the cross, I pray that you would give her the strength, not only the revelation of what it is, and but the strength to follow through, that she might walk in the Spirit, not just in Romans 7, fighting, but in Romans 8, victory, in Jesus' name. Amen. Bye-bye, Amen. Terry. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey, you hear the music. We're coming up at the end of the first half so quickly. Give me a call, 303-690-3000. We'll be right back on Calvary Live. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. Welcome back to the second half of today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary in Aurora, Calvary Chapel in Aurora. So glad to have the privilege of serving you and ministering to you and uh, just giving giving, uh, giving time to, to grow in God's grace together, to pray for one another, talking about the things that uh, are, are really heavy on our hearts and heavy in what the Lord has for us. Um, give, us give us a call, 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000 is the number. Taking your calls, taking your questions, and and let's see if the Lord has an answer for us and something we could pray about, something we can talk about. So let's move on to Kathy calling from Pennsylvania. Kathy, welcome to the program. Hi. Hi, you're on the air. Okay, well, I have a question that has to do with prophecy in the millennium. Okay. Um, the second coming, it seems, is described in Zechariah 14. Okay. And um, it's it seems that he he uh, strikes out against the armies there, which what I believe would be pro- the uh, Battle of Armageddon. Okay, but my question is, okay. uh, I've read in commentaries that only believers enter into the millennium period, which follows that, the thousand year. Right. And yet here in verse 16, it talks about how those who are left go up to celebrate the Feast of the Booth. Hmm. And then it talks about, how some of them fall away and aren't faithful and whatever. And and so that would seem that maybe only the armies are eliminated and, and, and people of the nations would still enter into the millennium. But I don't know. Well, that's, that's a good question. It, you know, let's go backwards with some of the things that we know for sure. You know, at the beginning of the millennium, we know according to Revelation chapter 19 that <laughs> only believers will make it through uh, into the millennium. Um, some some who live through the tribulation period, some who come back with the Lord at his second coming. It'll be a time of peace. We know that according to Isaiah and Joel, uh, where Jesus is ruling on the throne. Um, the, the reality of the, the millennial period as it relates to Zechariah 16 is a great question um, because I, I've, I've never put those together uh, before. So it's going to take me a little bit of time to look it up. Um, and answer your question. I don't have a direct answer for you, um, except some of the things that I know that are clear uh, in in who is uh, in the millennial reign. And at the end of the millennium, we know that Satan is loosed and deceives many uh, in one final rebellion against the Lord. Uh, There's going to be one final rebellion at the end of the millennial period. 
Uh, so that's a good question. Um, something I'm going to have to look at a little bit deeper. Yeah, because it seems to me that in Revelation, it, it only talks about the armies being destroyed, and it doesn't actually say that all the nations are wiped out. The way it does at the end of the millennium, there it says all the nations are wiped out. Hmm. But in Revelation, it only says about the armies being wiped out. And then here in Zechariah, it talks about the armies being destroyed, you know, and, and he strikes out against them. And that's why I was wondering, well, I was like, well, maybe people of the nations that weren't actually in the military enter into the millennium. But I don't know. Well, I'm I mean, verse 21, kind of you know, I would say Revelation 19, verse 21, there's the phrase, and the rest were killed with the sword that proceeded from the mouth of him who sat on the horse. So that that's a pretty broad uh, group of people uh, that's being referred to that I don't think is limited to the armies. Um, all the birds were, you know, at the end, all the birds were filled with their flesh. So that phrase, all the rest were killed, uh, is an important phrase there. Yeah, but like I said, then in verse 16 of Zechariah, it says, then it will come about that any who are left of all the nations. Well, putting those two together, it's going to so. take me a little bit of time, but, you know, that's okay. why That's why when I... I actually have another question along that line. Well, that, let's, um, let's, I've got a full line, so I need to move on to the next one, okay. but if you call back, I'd love to take that. Okay. Okay, All thanks. Right. Uh, Bye-bye. Bye. 303-690-3000. That's a good question. I look forward to looking that looking that up uh, and and comparing it. Let's go on because we have another question along similar lines here on line number one is Casey. Casey's calling from Maryland. Casey, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. What do you, what do you have? What's your question today? Um, it's actually pretty um, also along the line of the millennial. I I was wondering about temptation um, during the millennial period. Um, as crazy as it could be to think that you would you would not do what God would want you to do when you're living with God, I know that that's something that's going to happen. And I'm just wondering what what maybe I could do to prepare. Or I just don't want to be one of those people that <laughs> that make a mistake. I mean, without God here, I'm already kind of easily falling into temptation. So I just wanted to get your opinion. Well, I think that for for during that time of the millennial reign, that we're going to be we're going to be caught up in uh, such a deep abiding relationship with Jesus that we don't currently experience. That there is there there is going to be a, a a wonderful relationship that we have that we've already enjoyed the presence of the Lord. I think the majority, uh, the ma- vast multitude that is described as falling away are actually those that are living and being born and living through the millennial period, not those of us oh. that came back with the Lord. So I don't I don't oh, see that that's going to be a, you're going to be in your glorified body. Uh, you're going to be in you're going to have come with the whether you're raptured up and you're taken with the Lord uh, and come back with him or you have passed away and you come back with him, uh, the temptation isn't going, the, the, the devil's not going to have any temptation on you. It's going to be those that lived uh, and were born um, in the millennial period. Okay, that clarifies it. I know you have a full line, so if you can't answer this, I understand. But what about like when Lucifer was in heaven and he was kind of in the glorified state and, and he had the opportunity to, to make those bad decisions too? Is that different in some way it is different in some way because that's in the that that is the beginning of evil entering you know the evil the temptation of the devil and evil coming to earth and from what we have of scriptures 
the angelic realm have been given one chance at one choice with God. Okay. And that after that one choice, they have set their future forever uh, to never begun. Whereas you and I, when we're born again, even though we have this life and people go back and forth and have different opportunities and there's different uh, theological theories about a person, but let's say that that person dies a believer, uh, dies in by faith in Jesus Christ, you are raised in incorruption. Uh, you are in your glorified body. You are in the presence of the Lord. You, you will not be tempted away like the devil. The devil was given one shot early on, uh, and he set his fate. You were born again, and you set your fate. Oh, that makes me feel so much better. I didn't want to be Lucifer. <laughs> and, and so why do we fight now? Why is, it so, why is it now that we're, you know, you said, like, we don't have God now and we have such a battle. You're, you're right, because it's, that's described as the battle between the flesh and the spirit. And you're okay. still in your human body. Even though you're born again, even though you have new spiritual life in you, that new spiritual life still resides in a broken, fallen body that's filled with flesh and rebellion and old sinful habits. Okay, that's I understand. Battle. Thank you very much. That really clarified it. I've been thinking about that for a while. No, oh, that's a good question. Thanks for thanks for calling. Bye bye. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the number. Taking the next call will be Lavio Lavio from Morrison. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Pastor. Uh, You're welcome. Thank the Lord for this uh, program. And I like how you teach, how you preach. Uh, many of you guys uh, preach very good. But I hear last week or two weeks ago, yes. one kind of preach uh, with two different pastors. The, the one is uh, Pastor, uh, I think it's John Randall. I'm not sure. But okay. the other one is Ben Garari. Yes. But Ben Garari, what he says, I'm not a little bit agree with what he says, but what uh, the other pastor says, I much agree with that. The preaching is about Melchizedek. Okay. Who is Melchizedek? And my question is about, because I haven't heard anything from you, I would like you give your uh, your your thoughts about who is Melchizedek, because uh, I think it's uh, uh, John Randall, but yes. I'm not sure. He says uh, Melchizedek is not uh, Jesus, but it's it's a man who was a king, who was a priest. I agree with that. But and then I hear uh, Bengarari, he says it's a Christophany. That means Jesus was there. That's why... Look like it's it's the same the same doctrine, but it has different point of view. Who's Melchizedek? I yes. would like you say what you think about it about who's Melchizedek, or what you teach about who's Melchizedek. Well, def- those are definitely those are definitely the two prevailing views uh, of whether uh, Melchizedek is a pre-incarnate appearance of Jesus Christ or or not. Um, and that the, the emphasis, and I, I, this is the next book I'm going to teach, so I haven't developed this yet, but based on Hebrews chapter 7, some have interpreted Melchizedek as being an angel or even a pre-incarnate uh, appearance of Christ. Uh, and some say, you know, that's not likely, since the author of Hebrew was using Melchizedek to be a type of Christ, 
That's what the Bible says. Title in right? Genesis fourteen. That's why I agree with the other the other preacher. But I hear the and then I hear the second day I hear Pastor Benger. I says, no, that's a Christopher. And that's Jesus. I say, oh, oh what's wrong here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he in Genesis fourteen, he's he's laid before us as a as a regular person. Um, in a historical way. He meets and speaks mm-hmm. with Abraham. Uh, ordinarily, Abraham gives him tithes. Uh, there's there's no no real reason to question whether Melchizedek is, is a real person. It seems like he was a real person, and he becomes a right. type of Christ in Hebrews 7. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, thank you, Pastor. And I'll be That's teaching true. in Hebrews 7 eventually, so we'll get to it as I wrestle with it. And usually what I do is, in difficult passages like this, I give both points— and let everyone decide based on their interpret and their exegesis of the text. But if you compare Genesis fourteen and seven, it, it the emphasis seems to be that he is a type of Christ. Okay, thank you, Pastor. I appreciate it for your help. Thank you for your call. Bye bye. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. That, that's one of the advantages of having a radio station with Bible teaching all day, especially if they're covering both the topics. You get to hear both views, and then like Bereans study the scriptures uh, for ourselves and and really wrestling with the the reality of what is this? <laughs> what does this mean? Who is this Melchizedek? Uh, and I mean, it's just so so wonderful that God has given us uh, the ability to to study his word uh, and and to grow and and to learn um, and 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 he's left enough of it. Um, he's left enough of it to for us to um, to really wrestle with it. Uh, you know, Melchizedek was a priest of the Most High God. It says in Hebrews chapter seven, uh, and uh, you know, we we he, we we have all of these things. There are two two primarily views. Uh, as I look at one of the commentaries, Melchizedek said now um, as he as he's described in Hebrews seven. Um, you know, he met Abraham, returned to the slaughter as a king, blessed him. Who was he there? Um, could it be that Abraham paid tithes and offerings to the pre-incarnate appearance of Jesus Christ to accomplish his will? Uh, it's possible. So I'm looking at a commentary here where commentators take both sides uh, on either one of them. Um, so here you go. Both sides. You're going to have to come down on one of them, and we'll find out in eternity. All right, let's go back to line number one is Lori. Lori, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. Thanks Hi. for taking the call. You're welcome. So I have a question in regards to prayer. Um, I I wasn't sure. Um, so kind of let me just start off with a story just really quick. So a couple of years ago, my son got into trouble. He's 20 years old. Okay. And, you know, I prayed for him, and we got through the situation. And occasionally I'll pray, you know, for my children, my family, or all of the different areas. But... To be honest, I, I'm, you know, I'm not as regular and faithful to the prayer every single day as I should be. And so here we are two years later, and um, my son, who's now 20, has gotten into some more trouble. And these okay. crimes are a little bit more serious. And so my thing is, is, you know, if I, you know, if I pray about certain things, you know, once or twice or here and there, is that going to be any different than me praying every single day or you know how does God look at that um when it comes to my prayer life you know it's like would that have I don't know if it's the right thing to say but would that have changed anything would he have answered the 
prayer on bringing my son back, you know, to um, to God and his walk, you know, increasing his, um, his walk with Christ, or, you know, does that make sense? What if I answer it this way? Um, what if I answer your question, what I think you're asking, and if I'm wrong, just totally dismiss me and uh, we'll sure. go back. What your son is doing is not your fault. Correct. Does that answer your question? Yes. So let's go back to the prayer part. Yes, the Bible says for us to pray without ceasing and, and to intercede regularly, to be anxious for nothing but all things in prayer and supplication, make our requests be made known to God. But but the reality is is that there's none of us that are perfect in this area. Mm-hmm. There are none of us that are are exactly, you know, like, for example, maybe what you're thinking is, if man, if I would have just prayed Tuesday night when I fell asleep or I was just so mad I didn't pray, that God would have heard that prayer and we wouldn't be where we are today. And, right. and I don't believe that's how God operates. I don't believe that's how he revealed himself. I mean, if he did, then think of all the times he's acted on our behalf without our praying at all, where he's right. just been so good to us, so gracious to us. He's been so loving toward us that mm-hmm. had really nothing to do with our prayer life. So on the one hand, our prayer life you know, really should be regular and growing. Uh, it mm-hmm. should be um, consistent and and, and But I know this, um, it, the reality of our prayer lives is it's a very convicting because every one of us can pray more. Every one of us can uh, pray more diligently. We can be more mm-hmm. faithful in our prayers. But the good news is, is that God's not dependent upon human agency in order to affect a change in a person. Um, your son is fully responsible for his sinful decisions. And God has heard every prayer that you have prayed and has met you in your prayer life. And what you found is, is that prayer, it, prayer doesn't really change the hand of God. It changes you and me. And it right. builds our faith, and it, mm-hmm. builds us, it builds us closer. It gives us a greater love for those that we were praying. And, and every time you prayed for your son, God has heard your prayers. And the times that you haven't prayed for your son, you, you don't need to, to, to lop on yourself guilt and shame because of where your son is right now. But rather just come back to the Father and say, you know, Dad, I, you know, and you could call him Dad if you like, but you know, Dad, mm-hmm. Father, uh, I have, you, you know my heart for my son, and you know my heart for you, and, and you know how weak I am. Would you just forgive me for my prayerlessness? And I plead with you to touch my son, and I, I, I think that God is going to hear that prayer. He's going to forgive you and your weakness in your prayer, and he's going to draw you near, and, and you're going to continue to wait. I mean, how many of us listening in right now are diligently praying for something that hasn't happened yet. Correct, right. And, that makes sense. and as you look at it, it hasn't happened, not because God hasn't answered, but be- probably because it's, there's some kind of resistance or sinful disobedience in the people mm-hmm. that we're praying for. I mean, remember, what, oh, is, yeah. what does God tell us to do? Uh, pray for our enemies. Right. And as we're praying for our enemies, there are enemies. Mm-hmm. And as we're praying for them, as we're praying for God to reveal himself to them or convict them or reveal, you know, whatever it might be, use, use the blessings, you know, when we bless our enemies, God, as we're praying for them, um, we're praying for them to change. We're praying for the, for the enemies to be friends. We're praying for reconciliation. We're praying for all kinds of things. But the reality is, is that there is God intervening and there's the cooperation of man. God isn't going right. to make someone do something against their will. Correct. That's true. That's very true. So whether I ask once or a hundred times, it's still, you know, he still hears me. He does. And not only that, you know, if you ask a hundred times, then you're going to experience the peace of God a hundred times. 
Mm-hmm. As, and if you ask one time, then you're going to be experiencing the peace of God for one time, and 99 times you're going to be all messed up. And mm-hmm. the power of right. prayer is really in God meeting us where we're at, saying, I know you love your son. I love your son too. And I know you want relationship with your son. I want relationship too. And and on and on, that ongoing dialogue with the father for your boy. Um, mm-hmm. But ultimately, your boy is where your boy is today, not because of the lack of answered prayer, but because of his own sinful decisions, unfortunately. Right, right. that's very true. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. How about and we pray makes, for your son? Makes a lot of sense. Why yeah. don't I give you a chance to add one more prayer for your son? Would you do that with us? Yes, Go for definitely. It. Father God, I just thank you for all of the blessings that you provided to me and my family. Um, you've done so much for us, and I'm so grateful. And I know that everything that you put in front of us is a lesson, and I'm willing to take this lesson and just yes. be supportive. And, um, you know, I just pray that my son can see the light and find you, and I will just continue to pray to continue to pray to you, Father God, and um, just hope, you know, hopefully that he can see what he's done and turn to you and know that you're, you are almighty and that everything that um, is that's put before us is because it's a child that you are trying to teach us a lesson of, Father yes. God, and I just thank you for everything. In your name I pray, amen. 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 There's one more, one more prayer of a mom for her boy. And amen. I, thank you. I don't know who was praying for me uh, because my mom wasn't a, much of a prayer warrior, but but somebody was praying for me, and at the age of 23, I finally surrendered my life to Jesus. And yeah. I don't know what your son's into. You don't need to share it. I'm not asking. Um, sure. it, it couldn't mm-hmm. be as bad as I was. And if it was bad as I was, or even badder, that's not mm-hmm. a good word, but if, even if it is, let my voice be an additional encouragement to you uh, that God can, can bring about the circumstances where mm-hmm. he, he is revealed to a young man, and a young man bows his knee to God forever. Amen to that. All right? Yes, thank you so much. Okay, bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000 is the number. We're going to move on to Caesar and Greeley. Caesar, welcome to the program. Hi, good um, How are you doing, Pastor? I'm doing good. Okay, I, I had two... Um, well, I had a prayer request for my wife, Cynthia. If you guys can please pray for her. Okay. And then I also had a question. My question is, <clears throat> um, there at the church where I'm going to, um, on the choir band, we have this brother, and he already, he knows about the Word of God. You know, he's been, he learned how to play the instruments in church and stuff. But now that he learned how to play and the guitar and all that, he's out there in the in the bars. He's playing at the bars, and he says he does it because he needs the money. But the Lord blessed him with a good paying job and stuff. So, um, I was just wondering to see is that bad? Because I know the Word of God says that when we're in light, that we cannot get mixed up with the darkness. You know. So I was just wondering to see, is that bad for him to be playing out in the bars and then him coming on Sundays and, and playing there for the Lord, you know, leading worship for the Lord? And another thing, the pastor, he knows about that. He knows about, you know, that he's playing on the bars and stuff, and he's he's still letting him. And I think to me, to me, I think that that's wrong. Well, I don't, I don't have enough information to really speak to 
um, that situation in your church because just being in a bar isn't necessarily a sin. Uh, playing music in a bar isn't necessarily a sin. Uh, there's probably a lot of factors there. You know, Jesus was around sinners so much that he was accused of being a wine-bibber and a glutton. I mean, he was, you know, there, there's a great opportunity that could be made by being in an environment like that if, if your friend is taking advantage of sharing the gospel, uh, of ministering the, the love of Jesus, and we're not there with him, so I don't know. Uh, that's something that you guys, you probably should talk to him directly about. Uh, yeah, and, and just just kind of process it with them, and 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 so there's not enough. I mean, can it can it be sinful? Absolutely, you bet. Um, there's some people I that mean, just don't need to be in bars. I, um, you know how? Well, like us Christians, we everybody's just looking at us just to see what we do and this and that. And then I think for him to be out there doing that. You know, they're going to say, see, and then they say that he's a Christian, and then he's out there playing for the well, world, the you know, because he's playing in the world with, with his people the, getting drunk and the this best and thing that. For you, well, again, again, that some people are designed uh, to be in an environment where they can share the gospel and love people, maybe drive somebody home that's drunk. I mean, there's so many factors that it's probably best that you and I not talk about him, but rather you go and talk to him. Go buy him a coffee and sit down and, and learn about what his thinking is, learn about you know, pray for him. Even if you end at the end of the, the, the time together, you know, you disagree with him um, and you, you know, just pray with him and say, thanks for sharing your heart with me. You know, this is a concern I have because I was just talking to one of the pastors here earlier. Um, even when we disagree with people today in our culture, you know, people don't know how to disagree. And instead of just disagreeing, they, they make it a, they, they make it like they make enemies out of disagreements and, and we don't need to do that. Um, and that happens a lot in marriage too. So let me let me just pray for your wife because uh, we're coming up on the end of the show. So let me just pray for your wife. I'm going to pray for you too, Robert and Thornton. Um, uh, it says pray for you and your wife and family. So let's do that together, Father. I just pray uh, for Caesar's wife and and even this question. Let's start with the question, Lord, about this worship leader and and what he's doing, Lord. Um, you know, I'm just thinking of Romans. Who are you to judge another man's servant? He stands or falls before you, Lord, and. And I'm sure there's some scenarios where this is not a good idea, and there's some scenarios where this is a great idea in terms of ministry, but I don't know enough about this, brother. And I pray that you'd give Caesar the, the courage uh, to go talk to this um, team member and talk to his pastor and process it through the Word together uh, and get the information and, and find out. And maybe if it's stumbling him, he can just share his heart with stumbling him. Uh, and let let the Lord, the Holy Spirit, let, allow you, Father, send your Holy Spirit to bring conviction, Lord. And and I pray God for His wife. I pray for Robert, for his for him, his wife, and his family, Lord, uh, that Your hand of strength would be upon them. That You would do a work in Your Spirit that only You can do uh, in their family. I pray for my family, Lord, my wife, my children. I pray for this the pastoral team here, Lord, the staff and their wives and children, their husband, uh, their kids or grandkids. I pray for the singles, Lord. Lord, you know what you're doing and what you're accomplishing in our lives and and how as the, the closer we get to your coming, the harder it seems to be. And we just pray, Lord, that we would draw near to you, walking in your wisdom, empowered by your Holy Spirit. I also Pray today, God, for everyone that's going to be baptized tonight in obedience to you, uh, that, God, your hand would be upon them and their families as they have a testimony of obedience, a testimony. And as I think of the couple 
that's going to be dedicating their twins tonight, how they were baptized together when the babies were still in the womb, <laughs> and just the work you're doing in their young life. Would you be glorified, God? And would you have your way among us? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We're going to be having our water baptism tonight, and uh, you're certainly invited. You can come and be water baptized as well. Uh, if you're a believer and, and you love the Lord, you can be um, you can be baptized. You should be baptized. We're commanded to be baptized. It is an act of obedience. Uh, and so come on out. Uh, if you don't come out to our baptism, because uh, we're not doing an Aurora bap- uh, Reservoir baptism this year again, unfortunately, but we're praying about, man, Lord, open the doors next year. We miss it. It's been a couple years since we did it. Uh, we're doing more of these indoor baptisms. Uh, and and so we're, we're just... We're just wanting you to um, be encouraged and, and follow the Lord with all your heart, soul, and mind. Be used of him in these last days. The outward man is perishing, but the inward man is being renewed day by day. So be renewed. God bless you guys. Thank you again for allowing us to be a small part of your lives. Pray for Grace FM. Pray for your pastor and the church family you're a part of. Pray for your neighbors that God might use you in a mighty way. God bless you guys. And Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.